you have your Bibles tonight, if you will, turn to Luke chapter number 18. Luke chapter number 18 tonight. This morning I preached a message to you and told you that you are not supposed to lose. I told you if you did lose, the reason why you lost is because there is something in your life that's wrong. And I went before the Lord and I said, Lord, what's wrong? I need to hear. And among, among many things, the Lord told me that one of the problems that we had in our church is we don't know how to pray effectively. Amen. And God wants us to learn how to pray effectively. The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Meaning when you pray the right way and you have sin out of your life, that it will be the prayer that brings about a victory in your life. God's wanting his church to learn how to pray. Amen. Amen. So I want us tonight to open up and I'm going to try to teach tonight and I'm going to allow you to minister into something because I think in this parable, I'm going to bring out something that you probably have never heard before in the church and the, the, uh, the avenue that we need to go in our prayer life. A lot of times in our life, we like to put the devil out of sight and out of mind. Amen. Amen. We don't like to think about what the devil's up to. We want to always think about what God's want done. And a lot of times we get focused in on ourselves and what we need in our life. And a lot of times we have our focus in the wrong place. And God wants to bring our focus back into uh, alignment with him. The Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. That word uh, please there means to be in alignment with God. And in faith, believing what God has already done, you get in alignment with God so that God can bless you. So everyone just say here that I say, I'm blessed in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to walk in his power. And I'm going to defeat the enemy in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Verse number one of chapter 18. Jesus is talking. And the writer says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men are always to pray, and not faint. You might want to underline that. I'll always to pray and not faint. In other words, you need to be praying all the time and never stop praying. Amen. You should always pray. Why? Because basically, you're not to lose heart while you're praying. You are not to give in to the spirit of failure when you're praying. Because your prayers and the words out of your mouth have power. Someone say amen. Amen. You don't give in to doubt. You don't give in to fear. You don't give in to unbelief. You don't give in to discouragement. And you don't use excuses for unbelief. You do not in any way stand up and give an excuse of why your prayer has not been answered immediately. Everyone say, God answers prayer immediately. You don't have to wait 20 years for a prayer to be answered. It's already answered. Amen. We need to rebuke and to resist every opposition that we have in our life to the answer of the prayer that we are praying for. And every suggestion that comes into our life of failure, we need to rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ. We need to resist every opposition to that answer and every suggestion that there is into a failure because it is a divine blood-bought right for you to get an answer when you go to prayer to the Lord so you are not to lose lose heart when you're praying. Everyone just say, it's my right and I will not give up. Amen. Verse number two says, saying, there was in a city a judge 
who feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in the city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust said. You know, just judge said. Listen to what he said. Let's read it back again. He said, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her lest by her continual coming to me, she wearies me. And Jesus said, hear what the unjust judge saith. Everyone say, hear what the judge said. Look at the next verse. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he hear long, bear long with them, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Amen. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Now, it's really important that we talk about this because Jesus finished this up by saying, in the end days, it's going to be hard to find this type of prayer and this type of faith in the church. Amen. When Jesus comes, he said, I'm going to be looking for someone that knows how to pray this type of prayer. And I'm going to be looking for someone that has the faith in this type of prayer. I want to go back to it again. I want you to review it again. It said there was a widow in that city and she came unto him saying, avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while. And afterwards, she, he said within himself, though I fear not God nor fear man or regard man, Yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest her continual coming to me she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. He said, Surely God will avenge you, and God will avenge you quickly. Tell your neighbor right beside me, say, God answers prayer quickly. He says, surely shall not God avenge his own elect which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them. Everybody tell somebody, say, don't lose hearts. It is a blood-bought right for you to get an answer to prayer. How many has got prayers that's unanswered right now? Oh, man, I'm going to share with you tonight how to get them answered. Are you ready? Amen. I'm going to share with you tonight how to put the kingdom of hell on the run. Amen. I'm going to share with you tonight how to get this church filled up with the power of Almighty God. I'm going to share with you tonight how to get every pew in this place joined together because when we all come together believing this prayer and having this type of faith, God will avenge us and God will do it quickly. He will do it immediately. It's time for the church to come out of the mess that they're in and walk in the power of answered prayer. Can someone say amen? Amen. Now, then I want to share with you tonight, there's three aspects to this prayer and to your prayer. Number one, when you pray, you pray concerning yourself. Secondly, when you're praying, you're praying concerning God who you pray to. 
And thirdly, you are praying concerning the enemy, Satan. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's the God part. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. That is God's part. And then he goes on, our Father, our, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us, that's our part, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And that takes care of us. And then he goes on and he says, and lead us not into temptation for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. That takes care of your enemy. So there's three aspects. When you're praying, you're praying to get something from God. How many of you, when you're praying, you're praying to get something from God? Let me see your hand. Amen. 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 How many of you, and when you're praying, you're also secondly praying that God would get the glory out of what you receive? Amen. Thirdly, though, we miss it so often in our life. Every genuine prayer that you have in your life has got to be related to these three aspects, to yourself, to God, and to the enemy. When we pray concerning ourselves, we are, of course, doing it on our own interest, and we pray because we have needs, and we are lacking some things, and we got some expectations that has not come to pass yet. How many would agree with that and say, I pray because I need something from the Lord? Amen. Now, we have those needs. Prayer, though, is for gaining what we seek, yet genuine prayer should not seek your own interest. It should seek the interest of God in your life. Am I talking to anybody yet? Amen. Amen. So if you're seeking God's glory and you're seeking God's governmental authority here on earth, you are praying, number one, for what God wants. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. And you are to seek God first and you are to seek that his kingdom will be ruling in your life. And then you pray for what you need in your life. Amen. And then you got to pray a prayer of warfare. And if you're not praying all three of them aspects, no wonder your prayers are not getting answered. Now, there are some people that when they pray, they only pray about the needs that they have for themselves and they kind of concern themselves with the glory of God. And God, sometime out of his richness of mercy, he will answer that prayer. But there is not an effectual, fervent prayer without a prayer concerning yourself, a prayer concerning God, and a prayer that deals with your enemy. All right. If you can't pray a prayer that'll stop the devil on his tracks and turn him around out of your life and get him out of your life, then you need to go before the Lord and get some faith in the blood of Jesus Christ. You need to ask the Lord to reveal to you what Jesus done on the cross of Calvary. And you need to rise up in the power of Almighty God. And you need to ask God to fill you with a belief that will shake hell because it is your words and your prayer that will put the devil on the run. Amen. Amen. So an answer to prayer, when you get it, always shows that God's will is being accomplished. And when you get that prayer to an answer, God is accomplishing his prayer, his will. And as he answers that prayer, he's doing things because he wants to do it for you. Amen. Amen. Now, we are the supplicating ones. The one supplicated is God. And when you pray before the Lord and you supplicate to him, you are supplicating God and both of y'all get something out of it. 
You get what you need from the Lord. If you need strength for the day and you ask the Lord for the strength of the day, then he is and his good will and his pleasure and his promise giving you what you need to get through today. And when he gives you what you need to get through today, he gets the glory out of it because you're the one that he blessed with that and you couldn't make it without him putting his hand in your life. Amen. And we are always praying, wanting God to get the glory out of everything that we do. Amen. Amen. We do that really well. We know how to ask God for things. Amen. Amen. I can pray and I can ask the Lord for about anything. I can go before him and say, Lord, I need this and I know that you can give it to me. And I got all belief in the world that he gives it to me. And I began to realize in my life one of the reasons why I was not overcoming and I was not getting my prayers answered is because when I was praying, I was not dealing with the devil. How many of you talk to the devil every day? Amen. I do. I talk to him. I tell him off every day. I tell him to get out of Lib's life. I tell him to get out of Stan's life. I tell him to get away from Living Water Worship Center. I tell him he's not welcome in my life. I tell him I ain't going to have this pain today. I tell him every day of my life, I'm not going to put up with you. I don't have to put up with you. The Lord has blessed me. He's brought me out of the situation and he's won the victory. And I tell him every day, you go to the cross of Calvary and you look Jesus in the eye and you tell him that filthy lie because Jesus ain't going to put up with it because he whipped your butt 2,000 years ago and I ain't got to bow down to you. Amen. I talk to the devil every day and if the church don't start talking to the devil, the devil's going to start talking to you and when he starts talking to you, you're going to start listening to him and when you start listening to him, you're going to lose everything and you're not the one that's supposed to lose but you will lose everything if you don't confront the devil. And everybody has given the devil way more power and way more praise than he deserves. I had one call me one time and said, Brother Kip, I can't go to church tonight. I said, why not? I said, well, the devil showed up in my house and he's out there on the doorstep right now and he is raising pain. I said, thank God I can go to church and I can have a good time. The devil's over at your house. He ain't at the house of God tonight. Amen. He can't be everywhere one time. Thank God that I ain't got to do it. You see, you got to begin to stand up against the devil. The Bible tells us in John chapter 14, verse 30, that Satan is the ruler of this world. Now, we know that God is the ruler of the universe. But Satan is the ruler of this world. And in 1 John 5, 19, it tells us that the whole world, the system in the world, lies in the hand of the devil himself. So we see two diametrically opposed forces that's competing against one another in our life. And here we have God wanting to try to do something who rules the universe. And now we got the devil that rules the world system. And we are in the world, but we're not of the world. We're supposed to be living in the heavenly realm. And we're supposed to know how to get what God wants done out of the third heaven down in here to the first heaven. And we are letting the devil rule in the world. He's coming in, taking over the churches, taking over our life, making us Give us to the point where we don't have any faith and we're literally losing battle after battle after battle and God said I want to put a stop to that in 22 and 22. I want to raise up a church that is the vanguard church. A church that is winning the battle and setting sails on the sea and facing the enemy and going through everything that he has thrown out against him. I believe that Living Water Worship Center can be the church that puts the devil on the run finally and runs him out of Bladenboro 
and runs them out of this region. I believe we can be a church that brings a revival like you've never seen before, but we got to get to the point to where we learn how to pray like Jesus prayed. Amen. So if we gain something from the hand of God, that means that God's enemy suffers loss. If God blesses Pastor Sissy, then that means that something that the devil tried to keep from getting to Pastor Sissy got through and the devil lost the battle. How many can just thank the Lord for answered prayer? How many had some prayers answered this week? How many are ready for the Lord to answer every prayer you ever pray? I'm here to tell you it's time for us to rise up in the power of God and let the devil know, hey, the reason why I'm here on this earth is I'm going to hand you laws after laws after laws after laws. Every day you're going to sow that I'm alive. I got up out of the bed and you got something to deal with because I know how to move the hand of God. I know how to get what's in the third heaven down here to the first heaven. And every time that I get a prayer answer, I am whipping your butt and God is taking care of me and standing in the promise that Jesus and the victory that Jesus won on the cross of Calvary. I don't know about you, but last night I saw 25,000 people in the New Orleans summer of Supernova jumping up and down because their favorite ball team whipped somebody else and the church can't praise God enough for a win when they get an answered prayer from God. You have your children still. You still have your life. You still got your money you still got your house you still got your heart pumping blood through your veins God has answered somebody's prayer and it's time for the church to shout like they have oh my lord just look at the devil and say devil you're going to lose some more you see I love talking to him he don't like to hear me talk because when I start talking to him he knows that something's about to come his way he don't like me to get what I get on the inside of my head and put my heart and my my belief into it my spirit release it and let him know you ain't got no right here and by the end of all this devil I'm going to raise up my spirit I'm going down into the pit on a snowy day and I'm going to whip that wine and I'm going to come out victorious I am more than a conqueror I will not be defeated. I will not be lose, lose a battle. I will rise up in the power of Almighty God and I will enforce the victory that Jesus won on the cross of Calvary. Amen. So since we belong to God, Satan's goal is to shatter you. Oh, how many hate the devil? I want to know how many here tonight hate the devil. I don't believe a lot of us hate him as much as we say him. I believe that we literally tolerate the devil. If you hate somebody, you don't tolerate them. That's right. I am tired of a church that is tolerating the devil. Amen. Amen. Satan's goal is to shatter you. Satan's goal is to persecute you. Satan's goal is to come into your life and to defeat you. Satan is wanting to overtake you. Satan is wanting to stop you. Satan is wanting to win every battle that he's got in your life. And he's wanting to take something away from God. Instead of losing something to you. Because when he loses it to you, he loses to God one more time. (laughs) So, for God to hear your prayer, 
And the answer to your prayer is when, let me tell you what's happened. You fall on your knees and you pray and say, Lord, I need this. And the Lord looks at the Holy Ghost at Jesus and Jesus bows down on his hands and knees and he says, all right, Janice needs such and such as right. on North Carolina and she needs it by such and such a And God said, handle it. And Jesus right. turns around and looks at the Holy Ghost and he says, whatever angel you have got assigned to Janice and Blaymore, North Carolina, I want you to send them with the answer that Janice needs right now. And then immediately them angels are released from heaven and they start coming down through the second heaven. And see, here's the problem. The Bible says that without faith, you cannot please God. And that is giving you the picture in the language that when you are in, the, in alignment with God under the open heaven, that the devil does not have any right to stop that, that angel that's coming down to answer you because there's an open heaven between you and God. But if you're not in alignment with God, you're over here in the open heavens over here and he's having to fight to get here to bring it to you. God's having to try to throw you back over here up under the open heaven and many of us don't have enough of faith to deal with the devil that's keeping us right here. We don't know how to tell the devil I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm getting back under the line of my God up in heaven. We don't know how to tell the devil shut up your mouth. Don't you speak and say another word and we stand in this situation away from the answer and the answer is all around us but we never experience that's right, that's it because right. God is trying to find this type of faith on the earth right now. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to deal with the devil. How many has ever told the devil, shut your mouth? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How many ever has told your children when they're being used by the devil, shut up? Yeah. I don't want to hear it no more. How many has rebuked your husband or your wife and said, you shut up. I don't want to hear it no more. I'm not going to put up with you no more in my family. I'm not going to do it no more in my family. I'm going to have the victory. I'm putting my foot down right now in the name of Jesus. I will not be harassed. I will not be bound up. I will not be held down. I will not be broke down by you and your stupidity because God put an open show to you on the cross of Calvary and you have been whipped and you have been defeated and I don't have to put up with your mess. That's right. That's right. And let me share something with you. You can pray about what you need. Mm -hmm. You can pray that God will get glory in your life. But if you don't take care of the devil and bring in that third aspect of the prayer, you're going to have a bunch of unanswered prayers out there before the Lord. You're going to accomplish very little because an effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And the three aspects you've got to have is you got to learn how to deal with yourself. Yeah. You got to learn how to deal with God. And you got to learn how to deal with the devil. And many of us don't like to deal with the devil. We too scared of the devil. I want you to just turn at your neighbor right beside him and say, Are you scared of the devil? Ask another one, say, Are you scared of the devil? I believe there's a whole lot of Christians out there that are scared to death of the devil. Scared to death of a demon. Scared to death of a spirit. Scared to death to take a stand against the enemy. Well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. If I hurt their feelings, I might lose them for the kingdom. 
I believe that the church needs to rise up and become militant in the power of Almighty God and let hell know I ain't putting up with this mess no more. I ain't going to put up with this lackadaisical attitude anymore. I ain't going to put up with this prayerlessness anymore. I have God on my side. I'm more than a conqueror. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And I'm going to have a prayer between me and the Lord. And as I pray to the Lord, my prayer is going to be answered immediately. Let me share this with you. The widow went to talk to the unjust judge because she had a grievance. You see, sometimes in life, we have to go through something that will drive us to the knees right there. You see, in order for her to have a grievance, it meant that somebody had to bring a grievance to her. So there is an enemy out there against you. Just tell you, neighbor, I said, there's somebody fighting you right now. Everybody that acts like they're your friend or not your friend. Everybody that's calling you on a daily basis, pumping you for that information. They ain't your friend. They're using them words against you. And the devil is using them to keep you from being under the alignment and under the open heaven of Almighty God. Tell your neighbor, I would say, somebody's fighting against you. Now see, when you get mad and you get upset with the devil and you've had enough of it, that's when you will take the devil to court. You see, when you go to pray, you're supposed to take the devil to court. I just want you to look at somebody and say, I'm taking the devil to court tonight. I'm telling you here tonight, we need to serve papers on him. We need to send a deputy from Almighty God in the heavenly kingdom. I got an accusation against you. Yeah, the Says he is the actor, the accuser of the brother. But let me share something with you. You are the accuser of the devil. And it's time for you to rise up and start accusing the devil for what he's doing. If he's lying to you, if he's lying to your children, if he's lying to your church, if he's lying to your finances, if he's lying to your health, it's time for you to carry him to the courtroom up in heaven and put him on trial and let God rule in your behalf. Amen. Slap that Messiah and say, You got to deal with the devil. How many of you had a court case with God today about the devil? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How many of you have a daily court case with God about the devil? God has heard me so much and seen me so much up there bringing the devil to him said, I'm tired of this thing. I can't handle him. I can't take the devil no more in Sissy's life. I can't take the devil no more in Leo's life. I can't take the devil no more in Ben's life. I can't take the devil no more in my business. I'm tired of him and I'm supposed to be above and not me. I'm supposed to go out and be blessed and come in and be blessed. My business is supposed to be blessed. My finances are supposed to be blessed. I'm supposed to be living without any pain. I'm supposed to be living in the faith of Almighty God. And God, I want to be that member of the kingdom of Almighty God. When Jesus comes back, he'll find me in the faith praying against the enemy and carrying him to court. Lord, I hope we get y'all tonight. Look at someone say, you are God's attorney. Now listen to that now. Jesus is your attorney as he argues before God, but you are God's attorney as you argue a case against the enemy, against the devil in the courtroom of heaven. Amen. If there is a spirit of bondage in your family, it's time for you to take that spirit of bondage to the courtroom. Amen. Amen. Mm, how many are ready to take them to court right now? Amen. If there is a spirit of infirmity in your family, a spirit of infirmity in your body, it's time for you to take them to court. Yes. It's time for you to plead the case. 
It's time for you to deal with that enemy. You see, this widow would have not had a grievous if there wasn't an enemy against her. You see, the story says that as her man was coming, she was a widow, and they were coming to collect everything, and the man was just coming in and literally causing all types of problems. And she kept going to the judge, telling the judge, I want you to avenge me of my opponent. I want you to avenge me of my enemy. I'm tired of this mess. I'm tired of him calling me every day and telling me I got to pay this bill. I'm tired of him calling me every day and telling me I ain't got no house to stay in. I'm tired of him calling me every day and telling me I got to get out. And I want you as a widow to stand up and do your rightful duty and declare unto him and avenge me and give me the justice that I rightfully deserve. Yeah, yeah, amen. And the unjust judge that didn't fear God and didn't fear man, he said unto himself, I don't fear God, I don't fear man, and I ain't going to pay attention to this widow woman. And then after a while, after she worried him to death, I want you to just look at your neighbor right beside you and say, you need to worry God to death. That's a figure of speech. You can't kill God. You can't worry God. I'm just trying to get you to understand. You need to constantly go before the Lord and cry out and say, the devil's in my house. The devil's in my church. The devil's in my family. He's in my finances. He's in my husband's mind. He's in my wife's mind. He's in my brother's mind. He's in my sister's mind. And I'm tired of it. And I'm wanting you to come down and rule against him and take away what he's whipped from me and took from me and give it back to you, Lord. Because when you give it back to you, you got to give it back to me. And when you give it to me, I'm going to bring you the glory. That's right. That's right. Amen. It's time for you to carry him to the glory. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. The courtroom of heaven is already in session. And the honorable Jehovah God is sitting on the throne room. And the case that he's calling forward right now is the case that living one of the worst that sinner has against the devil. Yeah, we need to fight against the devil and what he can bring against us when we go into the courtroom up in heaven. But it's now time for the church to get on to the offensive and carry an offensive case against the devil before God. Because he has no right in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Has no right in your body. Yes. Has no right in your family. Yes. Has no right in your finances. Everybody hold your hand and say, I am the property of God. I am he has no right in your prayer house. He has no right in your car. He has no right in your bus. He has no right in your church. He's not supposed to be here. And it's time for you to start handling him in prayer and release the angels of God to mock the floor of the
waiting for a church that knows who they are in Jesus. That's right, that's I'm waiting right. for a church that knows they can carry the devil in the court. I know and I can do it. And we've done that. And when we get more in here and able to carry him to the court yes. and walk out of here with the victory of Almighty God, God said, I've done already pay all of your attorney yes. expenses. I pay everything for you. I'll hear your case and I'll rule on your case. And when I rule on I will rule in your favor because the blood covers everything for you in your life. God, look at somebody say, carry the devil to court. That's my message tonight. It's time for Trevor Nash to carry the devil to court. It's time for Sister Collar to carry the devil to court. It's time for Thelma Worm to carry the devil to court. It's time for Chance to carry the devil to the court. It's time for Liv to carry the devil to the court. It's time for the whole entire church to come together and let's carry the devil to court. Because he ain't got no case. He can't win the battle. He can throw out any accusation he wants to. They ain't nothing but lies. So when we tell God what the devil's up to, God will get holy and happy and he'll literally stand up in his power and he'll say, you're messing with my child now. And now, you're going to pay the price. Amen. Amen. God, it's time for the church to carry the devil to court. How many like to go to court? Yes, sir. Oh, I really like to go to this earthly court, but I'll go to God's court in a minute. I'm ready to carry the devil to court. I'm ready to take him to the courtroom. He has no right to be in your body making you sick. He has no right being in your body causing you to beg money every two minutes. That's right. He has no right to be in this church causing people to stay home week after week, service after service, and say he has time for us to carry him to court. Mm-hmm. Man, look at somewhere else and say, have you filed the case? How many cases you got on file right now? Boy, we need to have the, the case in the room filled up this high and keep right on. And the minute God handles it, does it, Lord, I got 25 more for you. I'm tired of that devil in my life. That's right. I'm tired of him walking down there and putting drugs and alcohol in my child. Yes, yes. I'm tired of my child being a drunken alcoholic. Yes. And I'm his daddy, I'm his mama, and I'm standing up. You say my whole house will be saved, and they're going to be saved, and they're carrying the devil to the court because your reign in this body, in this property has come to an end. Because God said, I put you to an open show on the cross of Calvary. And I whipped you, and I hung you up high so everybody can see that I triumphed over you. God said this morning, he said, I'm going to win the battle for you and I'm going to openly open up the triumph so everybody can see that I fought the battle for you. Yes, sir. Amen. But your job is to carry the devil to the courtroom. Amen. I wish to God we had some good attorneys. Let's just look at somebody and say, do you know what to say to God when you carry the devil to court? <laughs> do you really know what to say when you carry the devil to court? It's time you learn what to say when you carry the devil to the courtroom. Because he is the accuser of the brethren. And he will accuse Lib and say, well, you know, Lib won't acting like this yesterday, God. <clears throat> Who she thinks she is acting like this? Now, I got this on her. It don't matter what the devil thinks he's got on you. The blood of Jesus Christ is coming out. 
and if it brings up anything, all you got to do is stand before the Lord and say, Lord, all I can tell you is look over yonder on such and such day and such and such hour. I accepted the blood of Jesus Christ in my life and it washed me from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. My flesh might not be 100% delivered, but I'm 100% free from the power of the enemy and I have been freely set free by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. It is time for the church to carry the devil to the courtroom. Amen. So we all got to deal with our own needs and what God needs, but we need to deal with our enemy. Sometimes we go before the Lord, we pray for something, and we haven't identified the enemy yet. Light bill goes up $200 this month, and you go to grumbling about the light coming in, the lights cost too much. But you don't realize that it's the devil that went in there to steal that $200 from you. Because that $200 could have been given to the church. You won't use that $200 anyway. That's the reason why he got it out of your account. If you were using it for the Lord like you're supposed to, it, then God would take something other from the enemy with it. So when he took that $200 from you, he took something other from God. Oh, y'all didn't get me. When that car tore up, the devil come and took something from God because he took that three, four, five, six, eight, a hundred thousand dollars that you needed to fix that car and you could have used that thousand dollars to put gas in your car and go around all in this neighborhood and you could tell people about the Lord and win people to the kingdom of Almighty God. So when he took that thousand dollars from you, he took something from God. And it's not about you. It's about what the enemy's trying to do to God and what God is trying to do to the enemy. Are y'all hearing me? Jesus said, when in the end tabs come, when I come down here, will I find enough of faith on this earth to find a group of people that will believe that they can have the power to carry the devil to court? He said, I will avenge him and I will avenge you quickly. So how long you got to pray a prayer? Ask your neighbor, say, how long you got to pray like this? Well, you're supposed to pray like this all the time. But when you're praying about one thing, you ain't got to do nothing but carry it to the Lord one time and let him rule. He said, when I avenge you, I will do it quickly. Everybody holler out and say quickly. Say it again. Say, Lord, you're going to do it quickly. Immediately, God is about to deliver this church. It's going to happen suddenly. I've been praying for a suddenly moment to happen in this church. I've been praying for a suddenly to happen in this church. I said, I've been praying for a suddenly moment to happen in this church. When things in the spiritual world completely turn around 180 degrees, the devil has everything that he's told from us taken back from him, and he brings it right back to this church. I'm praying for a suddenly that the Holy Spirit will show up, and everybody on the outside have to say, you know, that had to be God that done what was done down there in the water worship center. They talked about them and they said they wasn't never they called them all but look at them now people are getting healed they're coming out of the deathbed they're standing up out of the casket they're standing there preaching the word of God and the drunks are getting saved the drug addicts are getting saved God said I'm looking for somebody that has to pray every Thursday they have prayer here in this church boy if we had everybody in this church praying like this the devil wouldn't know what the rule is He'd be so mad when Sunday come around and all of us come back to give the Lord have mercy. You would terrorize the life out of him. Yes, sir. How many have been terrorized by the devil? Amen. 
many are ready to terrorize the life out of right. right. Well, here's how you do it. You start praying this prayer, and you pray this prayer, and you put the devil on trial, and you bring the accuser of the brethren before God himself, and the more you do it, and the more of us that do it, when we start getting together on a Sunday morning, and a Sunday night, and a Wednesday night, a Thursday morning, and a Friday night, you better believe hell is going to be scared to death, or something is about to happen. Demons will jump out of the windows. Demons will run out there in the street, and they'll get out there and try to hide everywhere they can. They'll sit down every service and try to plan to keep you from coming. Then you'll rise up in the power of Almighty God and sit down in the pew and raise your hand and praise the Lord because you carried hell to the courtroom and God rolled in your way. So Tom Worm ain't sick no more. That's right. That's right. I ain't lost nothing no more. Hallelujah. I don't have a back problem anymore. No Amen. John don't have no heart issue anymore. That's right. Tim don't have a road over ankle anymore. Amen. We don't have a dead church. That's right. We got a church that knows the power of God ready to use the power of God and knows how to carry hell to the courtroom of Almighty God. Yes, sir. And we got witness after witness after witness after witness after witness after witness that we can call to the stand to make our case. Yes, sir. If we need to, we can call Adam to the stand. If we need to, we can call Abraham to the stand. If we need to, we can call Micah to the stand. If we need to, we can call Isaiah to the stand. We can call Ezekiel, Jeremiah. We can call anybody in the Old Testament to the stand. We can call King Solomon to the stand. We can even call Jesus to the stand himself. And Jesus said, He's going to say, Then, well, you know what? There are more than a thousand, two thousand years ago. And I said again, He is to be the Lord ever principality, ever ruler of darkness, ever spirit of God. That their job here on this earth was over, and I showed them that I was King of Kings, Lord of Lords, the ruler of the universe, and their time was over. I'm ready to call Jesus to the stand. Go look Jesus in the eye and tell Jesus that lie. Let's see what he got to say. Everybody just holler out and say, I'm carrying in the court. Will you just holler at somebody and say, You got to carry him to court now? There's been people praying for you that you will get a breakthrough. And what they're really praying is that you'll get enough of power and gumption and quit falling down to the spirit of fear and rise up in the spirit of faith and grab that devil by the neck and carry him into the through this rug, the courtroom of Almighty God and put your foot down on the neck and say, I want my justice and what this devil done in my family. I want everything he done in my family back to me in the name of Jesus. Just let somebody do this. It's time for you to get out there and make me become the incredible Hulk. Ain't you just tired of defeated Christians? How you doing today? Well, I ain't feeling so good. Why ain't you happy? Well, you know, that's just the way life is. It's hard. You just don't know how hard it is. Yes, I do. Gosh knows I know how hard it is. I've walked the same path you've walked. I've looked at a doctor in die and he said, you won't never walk again. I've looked at a doctor in die and said, go ahead and fill out your will. Give it, leave it all to your son. Get your things in order. 25 years ago, he told me that. But I'm still here and I'm still preaching the word of God. Why? Because I carried the devil to the courtroom and I begged God to avenge me and I kept right on and right on and right on until God had to hear what this old boy said. And when he heard what he said, he ruled on my favor and the devil had to go to the cross of Calvary and look Jesus in the eye and see that Kip Ness resides in Christ and in Christ the devil can't have any position. Oh, 
I wish I could preach this a little bit longer. <laughs> so I just want you to start dreaming up some charges you can charge the devil with. Oh, he's been charging you, telling the Lord and telling God that you have been nothing but a big old liar. <laughs> telling the Lord that you ain't nothing but a big old hypocrite. Boy, he's just accusing all the time, saying, well, Mary ain't got no faith in you. She ran over yonder that doctor and had that operation. She ain't got no faith in you. Ain't got nothing in the world to do with that. There's your God's property, and God's going to take care of that property. It's time for you to look the devil in the eye and say, you know what? I got God on my side, and when I need something from heaven, I'm going to get something from heaven. And when God gives it to me, you better get ready, because when he gives it to me, he gives it to me to cause you to lose something. That's right. Amen. That's right. Some of y'all need to go home and write down your relatives name by name, address by address. You need to write them on that list. Lay your hands on that list and say, these are God's property and I am claiming them in the name of Jesus Christ and they're going to be saved by such and such day and I'm going to praise the Lord for it and I'm going to rob hell of everything he's done in my family. Because you can do it. And it's time the church start praying that way. Amen. So tonight, God told me quickly to come tell you it's time for you to carry the devil to court. Liv, it's time for you to go ahead and carry the devil to the courtroom. You need to have, now when you go to court, what do they do? They send you a notice and they say, okay, you're supposed to be in the courtroom at such and such time. So tonight, I want you to set an appointment with the Lord. I hope you'll set the appointment right now. But I want you to show up. Now what happens if you got an appointment in the courtroom and you don't show up? <laughs> they charge you for failure to appear. And when you don't appear, then the other person can even win the case. If you go in and you file for divorce and that person don't show up for the divorce, they'll grant you the divorce and not even hear the other person's case. So when God wants you in the courtroom, He wants you to show up. Amen. God said, This unjust judge was symbolic of God. This widow woman is symbolic of the church today that has a grievance and we need justice. And she had an adversary. The Bible says that your adversary roams to and fro like a lion seeking who he may desire. The devil is your adversary. Some of us think that Thelma done us wrong. It won't Thelma that done us wrong. It was the devil that done us wrong. That's through right. That's right. Now I'm just picking on Thelma. Some of us think man out there has caused the problem and done us wrong, but it won't that man. It was the devil that come in and used that man to come and suppress you and to hold you down and to attack you and to hold you back. And it's time for you to identify the enemy and quit worrying about what other people have said or done about you. Identify the true enemy and carry the true enemy to the courtroom up in heaven and demand that God rules in your faith. Now the Bible says that you got the power to move God's hand. Betty, one time I preached a message in Psalms. I'm not going to give you the scripture tonight, but I preached a message in Psalms. I read the scripture, and it said that you had the authority to, to demand the works of God's hands to do what you wanted to do. You are the one to be in control of your world. You are the one to enforce the victory of the cross in your life. The cross won the battle. Oh, just look at somebody and say, you already won the battle. You already won the battle. Why in the world are you wanting to fight a battle that you've already won? Amen. When you've won a battle, what you do is you enforce the, uh, the victory. Right. 
When you own a piece of property, you don't carry somebody to the courtroom. You put up a no trespass sign and you enforce that no trespass sign. This is my house. This is my car. This is my bank account. You ain't supposed to be in here writing checks off of my bank account. You need to get out of my stuff and carry the devil to the court. So God said, in the end days, when I come back, when I come back, I'm going to be looking for somebody that prays these type of prayers. And I'm looking for someone that has the faith to believe that when they release a uh, request before God for vengeance, that God immediately takes care of the vengeance. Amen. How many of you got mad at somebody in the last week or two? I'll raise my hand. How many had words with people the last couple of weeks? We grumbled at that person because we looked at that person as our enemy. When it wasn't that person that was against us, it was the devil that was against That's us right. using them. Using them. That's right. You got me now? Yes, sir. So, when we have words and we began to reach out and say, well, you know, Lib done me wrong. No, Lib didn't do you wrong. The devil done you wrong. That's, right. That's, right. That's why you can forgive Lib when she messes up. Because you give credit where credit is due. It won't live that done you wrong. It was that old devil that come in there and he had a target on you and he used Lib to pull back that arrow and release it against you. And when it hit you, you done exactly what the devil wanted you to do. You started feeling hard at Lib. And you need to identify the devil and the enemy that is the true enemy in your life. And once you identify him, you carry him to the courtroom. I wanted to be a murder investigator. You know why? Because I don't like to see nobody die. And I wanted to be able to find them people that, oh my, they killed people and thought they were going to get away with it. I can just imagine in my mind back when I was a child or an 18-year-old guy sitting in that courtroom and me defended by my client and that person that's dead and have the judge come down and put them on the death, the, the death row or put them in jail for it. And I would just sit there and just envision in my mind how good it made me feel that somebody that didn't think enough of life and hated people that bad that could kill them, that I took them off the street and they couldn't do it with nobody else. That's what I wanted to do. But you know what? God said, I'm not going to use you in the world in that capacity. What I'm going to do is I'm going to use you in the spiritual in that capacity because the devil ain't nothing but a murderer and a thief and a killer. And you're going to be the one that's going to take him out of the people's life. You're going to take them out of the people's family and you're going to put them in the dry place and they're going to be there forever. And you're going to put them on the death row in the spiritual. And one day up in heaven, you're going to be able to see God grab a hold of him and throw him in the lake of fire forever. And it'll be because you knew how to accuse the devil of what he's done and stand and enforce the victory of Almighty God in our life. Yes. So just look at somebody here and say, we're going to court. We're going to court. I wonder if Sissy will be my witness. Help me, Lord. I wonder if Liv will be my witness. I wonder if Thelma will be my star witness. I remember if Tina will fight for me while I go to the courtroom. I wonder if Ben will stand for me when I'm in the courtroom. 
I wonder if John would show up and be my witness and he would be a good witness. So when I put him on there and the devil come back to accuse me through him, he'd say, oh, no, wait a minute. You're looking at the old Kip. You're not looking at the new Kip. You're looking at the Kip that lived in the flesh. I look at the Kip that's in the spirit. You can't lay anything to God's elect. You can't lay no charge to no God to God's elect. And that man is perfect and he's standing under the power of Almighty God and he's won the battle. Take your neighbor outside, so let's go to court with me. Go to court with me. Go to court with me. You ready to go to court? Yes, sir. How many are ready to go to court? Yes. Stand with me till you feet there and grab your neighbor's hand, because we're fixing to go to court. Okay. <coughs> we're going to court. Tell your neighbor outside, so say you're going to be my witness. I'm bringing it all to the courtroom right now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, right now, we look to the cross. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we need you, and we need you in this hour to come and avenge us in justice against the enemy. Father, we have slept back, and we've let the enemy do things in our family, do things in our children's life, do things in our church that we shouldn't allow him to do, and we gave him place. We gave him these areas. Yes, we confess, and we confess every bit of that to you right now. Yes, the reason why he's here is because we dropped our guard. But God, I'm standing before you right now, and I'm telling you, we together as a living word of worship center, a body of believers, your children, we are tired of the enemy. We are tired of the spirits from here. We are tired of the seducing the spirits. We are tired of the perverted spirits. We are tired of the spirits of infirmity. We are tired of the spirit of bondage. We are tired of the spirits of the grave, of the spirit. We are tired of the spirits from hell. And right now, in the name of Jesus, we carry them into the courtroom of heaven. And right now, you're sitting on the throne. And you're going to hear our case. And we're going to accuse the devil of trying to kill your children and we don't want to be killed. We got a job and a mission to accomplish here on this earth and God as long as you want us here on this earth we're going to have to have the power to be able to stand forth and enforce that victory that Jesus has won. So tonight Lord God we come together and we are reminding the devil and we're reminding you that on the cross of Calvary when they put the nail in Jesus' hand, when they put the nail in Jesus' feet, when they strapped him on his back when they made fun of him when they stood around that cross of Calvary when he hollered out and said it is finished the devil was put to an open shame and an open display and every principality, every power, every ruler of darkness, every spirit of wickedness was put on an open display and they were defeated 2,000 years ago and God tonight we stand in the courtroom of heaven and we proclaim that victory and we're saying unto you right now God we want you to take back everything that hell is sold from us and we want to have it restored into our family and into our finances and into our health and into our church four times. Enforce your word as you said. It shall be this way. We stand before you and ask for your forgiveness and cover us again with the blood of Jesus Christ. Shut his mouth. He will not be able to accuse us any longer because we are the elect of God and he can't lay anything to my charge. Right now in the name of Jesus, I proclaim that my case is I'm your child Jesus paid the price and the devil ain't got no right in my family and I'm standing in the name of Jesus it shall be in victory that I want to say almighty God you spoke it and I believe it and we're going to live that way in the name of Jesus and we look Lord for you to give it all back to us in Jesus now you ever holler out and say amen, amen. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. I give the Lord a good hand clap. Amen. Now, if you believe that, then you don't have any more loss in your life. The devil cannot do anything to you. So in the morning when you get up, hell is going to tremble because you just got up out of the bed. And when he tries to make you doubt what happened in this house tonight, you tell him I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Shut your mouth. And you go to the cross of Calvary and you tell Jesus that what I believe is not the truth and let Jesus talk to you because the Lord is going to rebuke you. I ain't rebuking you. God's going to rebuke you because I'm God's property. So this church is going to be the courtroom church. So when you, oh, y'all about to hear me now. When you got a problem in your family, you need to bring that problem to this church because we're going to carry it to the courtroom. You got a drunk in your family, bring that drunk to the church. We'll deliver him in the power of Almighty God. We'll carry him to the courtroom. You got a drug addict in your family, bring him in this house and we'll carry him to the courtroom and he'll walk out of here a free man under the power of Almighty God. You got a sick person in your family, bring them to the church. We'll pray that devil out of him and we'll stand in the victory of Almighty God and declare that God has ruled on our favor and we're going to keep right on praying and we're going to beg God to avenge us. And God said, when you pray right and effectual, fervent prayer, he said, the righteous prayer of an effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man will avail much. He said, I will avenge you quickly. Everybody's holler out saying it's over. It's over. And as I close tonight, all together, holler out say, It, it is finished. Father, go with us, Lee God, and direct us, bring us back in loving and in unity one more time, Lord God, as we stand. Hand, and Lord, let us be able to have our hands before you opening up the windows of heaven. Father, help us, Lord God, to go back and fight where we've all sat. Father, out in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you have ruled in our favor, and we're going to leave here with a load off of our life, and we're going to move in your power. Go with us, Lee God, and direct us, bring us back in loving and unity one more time, and we'll be careful to give you the praise for all that you will do in Jesus' holy name. Let the church say amen. amen. And amen. Give God one good hand clap of praise. Hook a hand, shake a neck, or shake a neck and hook a hand, whichever way you feel it the best. And I'll see you on Wednesday night.